Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. It is Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, our Senior Editor. Hey, Mara. Hi, everyone. Hi, Steph. This week, we are talking to Days of Our Lives as Tyler Christopher and Marcy Miller, who play Stefan, Gabby, Abigail, and Dr. Laura. Well, Steph, you are just back from Los Angeles where you spent a fun-filled week and visited a couple of daytime sets. I want to hear all about your trip. Well, um, I was very fortunate to be out there for the 45th anniversary celebration at Young and the Restless, so I got to go to that set. Now, first of all, I've never covered YNR. That has never been, quote, my show. Um, so it was really cool to be there, and it was a really awesome event because they had like people from the past like Janice Lind was there and um, they also had like you know pretty much the whole cast was there Uh, so first of all when I walked in I caught up with Darren Brooks who I know from when he played Max on Days of Our Lives he is now on Bold and Beautiful but B&B and Y&R share a set so we were standing outside chatting and then his wife Kelly Kruger who's back on Y&R's Matt came and then Don Diamant ran through and stopped to like quickly chat and let me tell you he looks amazing he is in such great shape because he was doing that Dancing with the Stars Italy so he's like traveling back and forth so he was like all whirlwindy amazing and it was very cool um let me tell you something about these set gatherings. They have some amazing cake. So not that it isn't fun to see the actors and catch <laughs> up, but I had the most delicious uh, banana and chocolate chip cake from something called, which is adorably called, The Butter End in Los Angeles. So when you see those photos in the magazine of those cakes, they're equally delicious as they, they are, are beautiful. Aesthetically pleasing and pleasing to the palate. Um, you know who else was really so great to see um, Eric Braden. So let's talk about like Mr. Victor Newman, who mm-hmm. is, you know, arguably one of the show's biggest stars. Um, totally charming. S- so great. You know, Which I you know. Right? Well, yeah, I, I interviewed him for the first time um, about his autobiography. So this was a, a year and some change ago. And I, I don't get nervous doing interviews by and large because I have been doing this for many years. But I did feel a little intimidated hopping on the phone with Victor Newman. Um, and he put me at ease right away. And he was so easy to talk to, so interesting, so engaging. And I have interviewed him subsequently. And he remembered me and uh, was really menschy. You know who else was great? And I had that same experience with, to an extent, I uh, Peter Bergman. Mm-mm. So obviously, you know, he's played Cliff, which I was a huge fan of all my children. Um, and then he 
has had such a successful run as Jack. At some point, like maybe 10 years ago, I was invited out to a lunch with him and Michelle Stafford, but I had never met him and I was nervous. I'm like, oh my God, it's like Cliff and Jack. And right. Here we are. <laughs> and he was awesome. And so I got to see him and we had a fabulous catch up. Um, I also spoke to Mal Young, who is the show's executive producer and head writer, who is going to be guesting with us very soon on the podcast. I'm so excited um, for that. He gave me some amazing scoop of some upcoming storyline on YNR and all I can say is if you are a fan of YNR or you were a fan of YNR you are not going to want to miss the next couple of weeks on the show so be sure to tune in and you also went to Days of Our Lives which is the show that you cover I did um, so it's great because it's Emmy time so I got to do some interviews I spoke to Greg Vaughn who is nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actor and he is super psyched about that nomination awesome. um, he had a really cute story about how he found out because he had DVR'd it because he was going out for the day and he ended up watching it with like a bunch of people in a room and he said he had like a drink in his hand because he was like you know he really has never been nominated so he didn't think he was going to make it through and so they get to the name Greg and he's like you know braced ready to hear his last name and they said Rickart so it was like Greg Rickart <laughs> not him and he was like oh who is now playing Leo on Days of Our Lives actually um, and then He's like ready to take a drink And then they say Greg Vaughn And he said the whole room exploded It was really cute That's awesome for him um, I also did a fabulous interview With Chandler Massey Freddie Smith And Christopher Sean About Wilson Paul Harita Whichever <laughs> it, Paulson Whichever right. is your couple um, They spoke to it And they were really fun. They have like an amazing dynamic. Like they're actually really good friends. Um, and they do like a dressing room um, funny like Instagram story. So if you're on Instagram, like you're going to want to follow those boys because they are hilarious. I just read the completed piece yesterday. And if, yeah, agreed. If you are a fan of any of those couplings, there's something great in that for you. Um, so what were you up to while I was gone? Well, I was also talking to a lot of daytime Emmy nominees uh, which has been fun. I had a great conversation with Haley Aaron, a great conversation with Chloe Lanier, a great conversation with Laura Wright. Michael Easton, actually, I interviewed over email, and his answers were absolutely hilarious. Uh, you know what's funny about Michael Easton? So he's not someone who does a lot of press. Mm -hmm. And years ago, I got to go to Super Soap Weekend down in Orlando, and they used to um, do this one segment where they would put like a bunch of actors on a stage and they would have the journalists come and interview them and then they would invite the fans to watch this interaction and I really knew nothing of Michael other than what I had seen on screen and he was I have to say the most delightful of everyone who was there that day and all I could think is why don't you do more interviews <laughs> like you're really funny and so that does not surprise me yeah I had the exact same experience you know I've I have interviewed him a couple of times since he has been on General Hospital I think right at the beginning of his run when he came on as John McBain the character that came over from the, uh, One Life to Live and then again when he was reintroduced to the show as fan I had a really really lovely conversation with him but it wasn't until I was in Los Angeles last summer for General Hospital fan weekend that I actually got to hang out with him and I spent a lot of time with him over the course of that weekend at his events and then we were at a press event together and I was like I, I think I need to be best friends with Michael Easton like <laughs> I think we are meant to be and I remember I came back and I, I told you I was like I think I miss Michael Easton he just made such an impression on me with his charisma and his wit 
Yeah, big, and big, here big he fan. is in that lead actor category. Now. Absolutely, very, very cool. And then, of course, the big news on Friday were uh, stemming was stemmed from the the tweets that Ken Schreiner sent out, which he has now deleted. Uh, that gave a lot of people reason to think that he might be leaving General Hospital as Scott. Um, the show was was actually dark last week, so it was not in production, and it's not in production this week. But I have spoken to a couple set side sources, and they have you know, definitely, definitely indicated that he was not fired. And, uh, you know, obviously the fact that he took them down uh, kind of changed the the thrust of fan reaction. Uh, but people are still, of course, closely following his status with the oh, show. Oh, yeah. We've already gotten, like, emails from people like, I can't believe they fired Ken Schreiner. And I'm like, wait, who, who said they fired Ken Schreiner? So, you know, it's interesting because when we both first started at the magazine, Twitter was not a thing. It didn't even exist. Um, we would have to ask the publicists for quotes from the actors or we would have to ask them for like photos of their kids. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because back in the day, actors were very reluctant to share those kinds of personal photos. And now with Instagram and Twitter, and you know, you see photos all the time from people I never thought we would see photos absolutely. And also pretty much the tweets have, you know, worked for us as click items or real life status items. And so this is kind of an example of what happens when you don't have the publicist sort of as a go-between and maybe actors are like quick to post something because what can printed made it sound like he could be leaving. Um, and I guess once maybe he saw the reaction and perhaps that wasn't the intention of that tweet and he took it down, but it's just sort of a completely interesting sort of look at how social media is changing, how we all do our jobs and uh, the access that fans have to the actors. Absolutely. Never mind us. Right. And, you know, there is that immediacy there where if you regret saying something, you have the option of deleting it, but people are going to screenshot it. They are going to remember. They are mm-hmm. going to, con- you know, con- deleting it does not equal erasing it from people's minds. And we've both had the experience, I know, of doing an interview with someone and they know that there is a lag time between having that conversation and it going to print. And they have called back and said, you know, I gave it a moment. I took a breath. Could you not print that thing? Twitter removes that option if you hit send. You totally. Know. And you know, whenever we do those interviews, the minute someone says one of the things that I know they're likely going to call back, <laughs> yep. I, I'm thinking that's never going to make it in because they're not going to want it out there. Or sometimes people say things and they don't realize what it sounds like. And we might know what they mean because we're hearing them say it. But then when you print it, it just comes across in a completely different way. And I think that's probably part of this, too, that um, the interpretation of what's being written was not its original intent. Right. Well, uh, also on general on the general hospital front, I got to speak with Tristan Rogers this week about his upcoming return to the show as Robert Scorpio. I'm very psyched about that. I love me some Robert Scorpio. I know you do. Uh, well, his first air date back is April 13th, and I had a really fun conversation with him. He said that when the show approached him about returning, he his first question was like, "What am I going to be returning as?" Like he wanted <laughs> assurance that. Scorpio was going to be the Scorpio that he wanted him to be, the Scorpio he remembered, sharp-witted and significant to the storyline. And he told me that his wife has started watching the show oh, and that amazing. she kind of filled him in. Well, Faison died and, <laughs> you know, they're dealing with that. And so she helped, I think, to sell him on the idea of a return. And I also spoke with Chris Van Etten, who is one of the co-head writers of the show. And he really got hooked on the show 
back in the day because of Robert Scorpio. So this is the first time he's gotten to head write for that character, and he is pretty psyched. As, oh, I bet he is. Yeah, I mean, that sure. must be so awesome like you watch a show and then you know it's kind of for us like you like a show and then you come to this magazine and you end up interviewing the actors of the show you know covering the show of the show that you being being on the sets that you used to you know watch on television yeah absolutely same thing totally so i know we're going to be speaking with marcy about her split personality storyline and I have to tell you, one of my most salient memories, like my earliest memory of like really developing my own love for daytime, I can't think about that era without thinking about Charlene and Charlie on Another World, played by Anna Holbrook. I think that was the first split personality story I really watched from start to end, and it like blew my mind. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Actually, I think I might have been covering Another World for the magazine when that was taking place. In fact, I saw Anna Holbrook a couple of years ago at a Christmas party that Linda Dano had. And uh, she looks fantastic. And she's so sweet. And I just remember what a great job she did with that story. Because it's like so not easy to create these like two very distinct personalities or three, you know, <laughs> in the case of Marcy or like five in the right. case of... Yeah, Erica Slazak on One Life to Live playing six characters. Uh, you know, it was so amazing watching her run that gamut from Victoria, who's so, you know, elegant and whose diction is so perfect, to Nikki, who is sort of gritty and a party girl, to, you know, the tormented younger characters, a five-year-old that she played. It was really an astounding feat and tour de force. And now we've got Marcy carrying that mantle. Mm-hmm. I think the great thing about these stories is that they're not really told that often so it's not as like look maybe like amnesia or back from the dead things that you really do associate with soap so I think that they're more effective um, the fewer that are told I agree it's a it's a small dose sort of a sort of a of a of a, a storyline well I'm definitely curious to hear what Marcy has to say about her current story so let's get her on the line hi Tyler hi Marcy hi, hi Mar. Hello, friend. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, First of all, Marcy, congratulations on your Emmy nomination, which is not even for the story you're doing now. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, So let's go back to the beginning of this story you're telling. Um, What was your first reaction when you found out that you would not only be playing Abigail, but now Gabby and Dr. Laura as well? Oh, you know, it's interesting because they kind of release the information gradually. So at the very beginning, I didn't know I was going to... I had just been told, like, oh, hey, start paying attention to the Gabby character and Camila a little bit because you're going to play a little bit of a Gabby character. I didn't know to to what extent that would play out, and I certainly didn't know that there was going to be a third um, personality in Dr. Laura. So... Um, which I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't told all of it. <laughs> I think I might have might have had a mini panic attack. <laughs> but... Um, it was, I, I was really excited because it was a completely different side of, of me, you know, and I hadn't, that's one great thing about soaps, you get to play all these, like, different characters and things, and you can show kind of what you can do and have fun with it, and so I, w- I was certainly excited that they were allowing me that opportunity. I want to know what what your process was for figuring out the distinct, you know, voice and mannerisms of each personality to mm-hmm. make sure the audience could tell them apart. Did you feel that it was mm-hmm. laid out in the scripts or did you get kind of get to create it all in your head from scratch? Um, you know, I kind of created it from scratch. I, I really wanted it to be as simple and, and clean as possible. I didn't want to add on um, a ton of different tiny details that I wasn't going to be able to sustain over, 
the arc of the story. Um, and, I, you know, at first I paid a lot of attention to Camila. I was really trying to imitate what she was doing, and, and, and I got concerned that it was going to be too too caricature-y, if that's a word. And so I kind of threw it out, and I just really picked, like, a few things about her essence, the sensuality and the confidence and some of the physicality um, and incorporated that into to Marcy's body and Marcy's version of that to the best of my ability. And then um, I, I did watch some stuff. Camila is, is from Miami, which is, you know, I know she plays a, a Mexican character, but she's from Miami. So some of her like patterns of speech and, and her just natural essence are, are more, um, more in that vein than, than Mexican. So I watched the Florida project, um, which is a, a film that was out last year. And, and then some interviews and things like just Miami girls being Miami girls. So I could kind of, kind of get that stuff in, in my, my body and in my head. Tyler. So Tyler and I go back several years cause I cover general hospital and I knew Tyler when he was part of that show. And I was very jealous when I kind of had to hand you over for interviews to, to my colleague, Stephanie. But it is really great Sorry. to speak with you. Um, but speaking of General Hospital, we saw really big scenes this week with you and Stephen Nichols and Mary Beth Evans, who play Steve and Kayla yep. on Days. But of course, you worked with both of them back in the 1990s when they were on General Hospital with you. What was it like to be back on set with them? You know, it, it was very surreal because it it, it, it basically embodies my entire career because those 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 are the two people that I started my career with, you know, general hospital was my first job. And, and, um, Steven Nichols was my first scene, hmm. you know? So to fast forward 22 years and we're still doing it together. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it made me stop for a minute and just go, wow, this is pretty cool, man. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is pretty cool. It is. Isn't that the cool thing about soaps that you just never know? Like, how your pads are going to cross again someday and then here you are and you're all on days. But yeah, but they often don't, you, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that, the, that it did, it did the way that it did. And because we're playing two t- polar opposites than what we were playing on general hospital. He was, you know, he was my father. Mm-hmm. Well, then he, of course, then he wasn't, then he is. We won't <laughs> get into that. <laughs> um, and, now he's my nemesis, you know, so the dynamic has, has, has shifted and, um, you know, we, we're, we're, we're playing together, but we're playing something totally different than we did two decades ago. And, uh, it just, it, it, it just gives me a nice feeling to go, you know, well, maybe I've done something right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have, um, so Tyler in general, Tell us about, you know, how you approach creating the character of Stefan, because obviously the audience, or, you know, th- those who watch General Hospital as well knew you in a certain vein, but you came onto this show with such a strong new point of view. How did you dig into figuring out who Stefan was going to be? Um, I, uh, well, I, I didn't really, what I didn't want to do was, um, you know, try and emulate Joe. You know, uh, that was just, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Um, so I, I sort of came, I, I didn't do any research on Stefano or the family or, or anything like that. I just, I wanted to let things unfold and then 
try and create something sort of after the after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I, I they told me they didn't really tell me much. They're like, "You're playing this legacy character, the son of." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I I know who he is. Um, you know, he's a strong personality." wants to take over the business. That's all I got. So I said, okay. So I just sort of let the, let the writing steer me into the character that we're, you're starting to see. What is this like no holds bar, ruthless, um, takes what he wants, when he wants from whoever he wants. Is that a fun thing to get to do that kind of, you know, a little bit free of a conscience kind of guy? Well, right. Nicholas was starting to do that towards, towards the end there. But, it, he at least carried around some guilt. <laughs> like this guy does. This guy. Does, this guy just. He doesn't carry around anything. He just. I'm gonna. I want that. I'm gonna go get it. And if you're in my way, I'm gonna remove you. <laughs> he needs a little Spencer, you know, to to make him uh, think twice about the the image he's projecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He brought. He brought. You're probably right. <laughs> um, now, you guys have both had some amazing scenes with Louise Louise Sorrell. Um, tell us about working with her, Marcy. Oh, I love it. I mean, she's so fascinating to watch. She's a brilliant woman just her intelligence and then has been doing this forever and everything that she does is is so funny but so easy at the same time i i found myself i said this in interviews before um just like sitting in the back of the theater when i wasn't in scenes with her just so that i could kind of kind of watch with a cup of coffee and feel like i was having a day at the theater she's, <laughs> she's great fun right it, you know it 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 reminded me in some ways of helena mm-hmm you know Nick, Nicholas and Helena, but in a uh, you know Louise Louise brings this element of 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 comedy to her wickedness mm-hmm. that uh, that was different than what than what uh, Connie had with Helena, and um, I, I think it complemented or complements uh, Stefan well. Um, I think you you know you can. What I wanted to show there was that, okay, this guy might be ruthless, but that's his mother. Like, you don't disrespect your mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Well, we'll see if he continues to feel that way in upcoming right. episodes. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about Gabby and Stefan. So, um, first of all, like, how would you describe the dynamic between them? Because it seems that there is this instant connection for them. Look, I, I, here's how I'll defend it. Is that you, you? You love you love who you love, right? You take away all all the circumstances, all the BS that okay, he's taking advantage of a mentally ill woman, and it's rape, it's this. You can call it what you know, you call it what you want, but you, lo- you at the end of the day, you love you love who you love, and that's what he fell in, fell in love with. And you no, know, he's the kind of guy that like who cares what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. What everyone else's judgment of it is, he wants what he wants, and he's going to go get it, no matter who's in his way, and that get, get, and that includes Gabby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Stefan is is you know Gabby approached him not initially just you know not just on accident you know she was trying to frame him and take advantage of him and and whatnot and then over time you know he's become he's the first person to really see her for who she is and and has 
has like validated her life as a person and and that's become very meaningful to her um and and as a result of that has has fallen for him you know he she doesn't see that he's taking advantage of her or anything he's actually like making her feel feel human and real and and seen obviously you're reacting to sort of the fan pushback to these two um I, 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 I imagine that you've seen it. You know, what was, did you expect it or what was your reaction to it? Oh, I think we probably expected <laughs> some of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what, what you hope for um, from, and I'll speak, I'll just speak for daytime as a whole, is when you, when you have a storyline like this that's, that, from the outside is so controversial and see, and seems so impossible. And you, you want half the, you want to split the audience right down the middle. Mm-hmm. You want them to go, Oh my God, he's so gross. How could he do that? That's oh blah, blah, blah. And then you want the other half going, he's so, Oh, that's so gross. I can't believe, but they're kind of cool together, <laughs> you know? And I think that's what, that's, that's always been my, my goal in these, situations that are seemingly impossible Mm -hmm. and i think uh, that we're getting there Mm -hmm. you know well i have gotten letters and emails to both sides so to your point it obviously (laughs) is doing exactly what you thought it was going to do so on, on 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 a lighter note we have joked in our office about how quickly and efficiently gabby does her hair and wardrobe changes um, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh uh, my gosh! But have, has juggling the wigs and the costume changes has it made your shooting schedule more complicated, Marcy? Uh, yeah, it's definitely. You know, they try their best to. You know, it's uh, everything about soaps is so fast, and it's time is money, and money is time, and all these things. And so, I think they try their best to structure um, their day, keeping all of these components in mind. But you know. Sometimes they can accommodate that, and sometimes they just can't. And so there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of switching, but the girl, Marisa Ramirez, who does my hair, was very on top of it. And same with Deidre Decker. She does my makeup. And, you know, I'm always so grateful for those people because your mind is so bogged down with story, and, and I'm trying to remember the lines and who I'm talking to and who I'm trying to be. I'm always so grateful for the people that are responsible for my clothes, my hair, and my makeup. So there were a lot of days I would just sit down in the chair and I was just like, just dress me the way I'm supposed to be. I don't know. Tell me who it and tell me who it is on my way out the door. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, What did you think when you first looked in the mirror and saw the dark wig? Like, had you ever seen yourself you know, like that? I, my younger sister had dyed her hair black when, when we were young and she was in high school and it looked really great on her. And um, so I, I didn't think it would be so, so crazy. I've never seen myself like that, but I thought it, I thought it looked okay. You know, I, my main concern with it was that it was going to look so cartoonish or anything. I didn't want to feel like people would be watching the scenes and, and not be able to take their, their eyes off the fact that I was wearing a goofy, goofy wig. But I thought mm-hmm. they did a good job of, of getting one that, that, was the right color and the right shape and yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised and wigs are fun it's cool to see yourself in a different light from time to time mm-hmm. and it looked like it got a little styled after the first day like the first day was one style and then yeah. it got a little a little yeah. done right. i played a, i played a woman so i know how hard it is. <laughs> oh. on, did you on ga yeah. did you play a woman <laughs> No, no, it was a movie. You don't want you don't you don't want to see me. It was not pretty. <laughs> okay, well, you'll have to tell me tell me what it is. No, on this podcast. Like, <laughs> like, 
exactly what you think I would. <laughs> gigantic, dra- gigantic drag queen. <laughs> Cue me Googling oh. Tyler Christopher woman movie. Oh, for okay. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Next it, stop. See, you see, no, see, to pull it, to pull it, to pull off a man being a passable woman, you got to be really, really, really skinny. Uh, and I'm really, really, really not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so it just it totally went the other way. Yeah. But, yeah. That's what, that's what you well, had for we'll all your buff workouts, Tyler. <laughs> so no RuPaul's Drag Race season 11 for Tyler Christopher. You heard it here first. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Well, we thought we would play a fun game um, since now, uh, Marcy, you're playing three characters. And Tyler, you have Stefan and Nicholas to choose from. So we're going to start with you, Marcy. Um, we're going to ask uh-huh. you some questions and tell us if this sounds more like Abby, Gabby, or Dr. Laura. Um, so okay. F- first of all, who is the most fun at parties? Oh, Gabby. <laughs> okay. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally, totally, yeah. <laughs> who gives the best advice? Abby. Really? Yes. Poor, poor Dr. Laura shading her psycho- <laughs> psychiatric skills there. I think. Uh, well, Dr. 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 Laura Dr. Has Dr. Has a gives skewed, the worst advice. Yeah, she has a very skewed perspective. <laughs> like she's, yeah. yeah. Um, who would you trust the most with a secret? Dr. Laura, maybe? Or, or, oh, Abigail. Yeah, yeah, maybe Abby. Yeah. Um, Who is the most maternal of the three? Abby. Most stylish? Well, that's subjective. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Depends on your style. (laughs) Depends on your style. I guess I I would personally say Abby. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But. Sorry, Gabby Chic. <laughs> right, um, right. And who would you say is the best in a crisis? I want to lean towards Abby for all, a lot of these. I, uh, yeah, I, I do. In a crisis, I just think she'll she'll show up. I know she's fragile sometimes, but she's her her core is strong. Nice. Yeah, right. she's gonna try to show up, but Gabby or Dr. Laura <laughs> might show up in her stead. Um, yeah. Okay, Tyler, we're gonna do your game now. So this is of Stefan. And Nicholas, who do you think is a better, uh, this better describes? Who is the better son? Uh, Nicholas. <laughs> who would yeah. win in a fist fight? Well, by the time this story runs, um, you, you would, everyone's going to put their money on Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think is more romantic? Oh God, Nick! Nick come on, Nick! Nicholas. That was, come Sorry, on. He's a, he was a prince. He was like, <laughs> he did make some ladies swoon over the years. Uh, who has the better sense of humor? Oh, Stefan. <laughs> who? <laughs> this is this is such an epic question for people who watch both shows. I think, but who has the more dysfunctional family? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> um, well, let's, let's go through that. Um, <laughs> So on on the day's side, you know, you've got Stefano. So and then on the GH side, you've got Kalena, you've got Mikos, you've got Stavros, <laughs> you've got da 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 da. And I'm gonna have yeah, that's a good. One. I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with Nicholas on that one. All right, my last my last uh, comparison here. Who has the cooler house? <laughs> oh, that's, um. Come on, Nicholas lives on an island. <laughs> he has, a, he has a, in, a, in a castle with a moat, but with a moat. But he also <laughs> has tunnels and underground. I mean, it's all very similar. But it, you know, at least it, it, 
you know how people just you know you turn around and they're just it's in your living room somehow no one opens <laughs> doors anymore <laughs> yeah. and so but but at least you had to work a little harder <laughs> right. to you, get to Nicolette. Right, house. you had to go you know to the I mean? launch. It was a whole process. You had whole to go process. to the launch. You had yeah. to take a boat. <laughs> you had to get to the dock. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Spoon Island over All at right. the Mayor Mansion. Windermere wins. Windermere for the win. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, this has been so much fun. Thank you both so much for joining us. Yeah, such a, so much fun. Thank you. And if, you. If, you, yeah. if you can find a screenshot of me as a woman, you have to run it. You have <laughs> <Yeah>. to. That's <laughs> what next to Gabby. Right oh next my to gosh! Gabby. Yes, please, please. <laughs> I I had a I had a black wig. Oh my god! <laughs> not not dissimilar to her. Oh my god! You can find it. You have my permission to run. I think you did. I think you did. Oh well, have, then we will be going back into our issues. Oh, Tyler, class. you have opened up such a yeah. can of wig worms. I am a woman on oh, a mission now. To, oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to put us side by side. Right when we when that, when we do part. well, this is we're doing this this as a podcast. So when we do the blurb, like our special guests, it'll be Marcy looking all beautiful, and then you looking maybe a little homely in your wig, <laughs> right next yeah. right next to her. Homely, homely would be an upgrade. <laughs> Seriously, but here, here's the thing. Here, here's here's how dedicated I was to it. I got a hair full full on hair makeup wardrobe, blah blah blah, and went out. What? To dinner like that. Wow. <laughs> Alone? I'm so curious about what that was like. It was a horrible, frightened. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's like one of my first movies, and they're really trusting me with this. And I, re- I, re- and you know, I really want to impress the, you know, the director and everyone, and that that you know that I've got the gumption you got to the, do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went method. And the look, I mean. I looked. I got everything done. I looked in the mirror. I was like, I, I can't believe I'm about to do this. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot believe I'm about to do this. What's the name of the movie? Do you remember? Because um, uh, you know I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm blanking. God. I'm, um, face the music. Face the music? Face the music. Yeah. So so I went. The look. I, I mean, people. I, they were horrified. They were like, <laughs> I went out in West West Hollywood where you think I'd fit in. Oh, my gosh. And even there, they were like, oh, my God, dude, go the F home. <laughs> oh, my God. You were not welcomed. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, no, I just sat, sat in the corner and drank and, like, until the pain went away. <laughs> yeah. More importantly, did uh, anyone send you a drink? <laughs> right. Oh, that, that is the question. Yeah, did you no. have to buy your own drinks? No. When, you see, when you see the picture, you understand. Like, this, is not, this is not a good thing. No. Uh, hilarious. Well, so I'm sure funny. everybody listening thanks you for bringing that yes, up. Yes, exactly. So Google searches are happening. <laughs> Don't be surprised when you see yourself on the top 10 Google search list. Yeah, well, and we'll see you both. We'll see you both at the Emmys, I hope. Yes. We hope to yes. see you both soon. And yes, yes, of course. Excellent. I'll be there to, to see our girl win. Oh, All my God. Right, right uh-huh. on from your lips. Crazy. Sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. So awesome. Have a great rest of your day, both of you. Thanks so much. Talk to you All soon. Right. Likewise. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for joining us. And thank you to Tyler Christopher and Marcy Miller for calling in and sharing their thoughts on their current story. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, Dishing with Digest. Also, be sure to pick up the latest issue of Soap Opera Digest on sale now and come back next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.